Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hi, welcome back, everybody. I really believe that there are five things that we deal with in life that impact us and are important and get a lot of our attention. And I'm talking about your life in general, the relationships in your life, dealing with challenges that come up, be it grief, uh, disappointment, whatever, your career, and sometimes your job, you know, and they are connected. But if you're a business owner, we're talking about your business as well. Those are some of the things that if you want to work with somebody to move your life forward, maybe you feel stuck in that, might be time to get a personal growth coach. I found one. She also works with entrepreneurs, so she helps professionals as well. And she's with us today. Can't wait to talk with her. Corinne Greenspan joins us on the program. Welcome. How are you? Hi, Steve. I'm great. Thanks for having me on today. Thanks Thanks for being here. And a lot of times we, we talk about coaches I never hear those, and it means so much, and it's so fantastic, putting the words before coach, personal growth coach, because it really describes what the goal is, what the expectations are, and that's kind of what you do. You help people grow in their lives, right? Yeah, and I appreciate you noticing that, actually. It's, um, it's, I actually am a professional and personal growth coach. And you'd be surprised at all the things that fall into those two categories. So my goal for all of my clients is to help them deeply grow in their professional and personal life. What do you find when you talk with people? Is it, and I don't want to say the cliche thing, but is it, is it a lot of people saying, I just feel stuck. I feel stuck in my relationships. I'm not moving forward. My career, I'm just phoning it in. I'm just, you know, they call it quiet quitting where you've kind of quit in your mind, but you show up. Uh, are you hearing that? There's so much that you hear. It's fascinating. So you do, I do hear a lot of I'm stuck. Hmm. A great question that I ask my clients is, and what else? It's called the awe question, A-W-E, because when I hear I'm stuck, there's so much more on an internal level that is attached to that. So that's usually a really great place to start unpacking wherever the stuck is to get to the real problem. I want an example. So let's say I came to you and I say, things have changed. I don't know what's going on. I'm just stuck in, in some relationships. Mm-hmm. Then you would say what? Tell me more. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that's the first thing I would say is tell me more. Can you explain wh- what's happening? Can you, I need more. Okay. I feel like I'm doing everything for others and not doing enough for me. I'm not getting enough back. I finally realized it. Mm-hmm. Where do I go with that? Get rid of those people? <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, no, no. But we would definitely start a conversation on where you sit with your own wellness and self-care mm. and why you feel the need to be over giving and not receiving. So in, in my first inclination on that is there's an issue of your own self-worth there yeah. and being able to receive what it is you're giving. So there's, that's, there's, a, there's always a deeper, sure. deeper root there that's lying right underneath. So it's interesting what you said, being able to receive what you're giving does that mean that it may be there for you, but you're not accepting it? Absolutely. Hmm. Interesting. And I think it goes back to, for many of us, uh, and, and it's subconsciously 
set in our lives from way back, but it's it's more of a um, I'm not good enough. Like many of us feel, like I'm just I'm not I'm not, I'm not good enough. I am not enough. Ah, uh, you got it. So it it, cal- it calls into question your own self worth, and it calls into question. And I would I would sit with my client in wonder with them about what they feel of themselves and where it is that they feel not good enough to be able to receive. Interesting. And that's the power of the internal work that happens so our external world can change. Wow. How deep do you go to figure out what's going on or what's causing the, let's say in this example, the, the feeling of I'm, I'm not good enough. We might not even realize that we're doing it, that we feel that we're not good enough. Uh, our actions right. really speak, but do you go back to, you know, kind of dissect where that um, maybe originally came from? That's a really great question. So we go, I can go as far back as my client will let me go with them. So there's a really positive boundary around coaching that happens. So you are going to be your own drive to success. So I mean, I'd say for 95% of my clients, within three of our sessions together, we have that really big, deep, eureka understanding, and we go way back. We go to the way back to play back. Ah. And we, like the real, so Shorbash, I've said this word a few times already, like, so, like the root of where this, in this example, let's say, unworthiness or lack of ability to receive come from, like really becomes heightened and transparent. And once that happens, there's healing that has to happen around that truth that, that comes out. And then we begin to understand what receiving really is. And then we begin to understand how we can do that. And we set you up for success. Wow. So you, you'll go back as far as somebody will go back. And, and they could yeah. even maybe even go back to when they were five years old. This happens quite often, to be honest. I mean, the thing is, is in coaching, we work with this framework of there's no bad selves, or I do. So in this framework of no bad selves, it creates a really positive space for the client or coachee to be able to understand their wound. And, and that wound is your source of repair. So however far back you want to go to where your, your pain is, is, is the result that you're going to get in, in, your, in your positive path of, of professional and personal growth. See, I find it fascinating through coaching that you can discover that. I, I, I knew I, what the, I, I call it connecting the dots. So I had sure. hypnotherapy for the first time mm, a couple of years ago. And I, I said, take me back to my childhood. And, and not that <laughs> there was anything radically wrong, but I know that things happen there, like with many of us that get imprinted in our subconscious and connected the dots and maybe a clearer understanding of, of what's up there. Um, but you can do that just by effectively asking you, you, when you work with somebody, effectively asking the right questions and kind of, kind of, kind of going back in time. I mean, that is the job of the coach is to sit in wonder with the client mm. upon the the challenge. And see, coaching is very goal oriented, right? So we do go back, and we go back for the premise of working with the goal of the beginning of the session. So, so we go mm. back. So yeah, I absolutely. Can, I I mean, we I we, I want to be healing the challenge so the goal at the beginning of the session can be addressed and and moved forward with so anybody can go back without hypnosis or without any of these other tactics 
it's, it is about the power of questions, and I'm going to say the same thing again, sitting in wonder with your client or coaching. I love the fact that you set the expectations. Thank you. You know, this is, thanks for saying that. So this is something really powerful. I don't think a lot of people understand this about coaching. Everything goes back to the agreement of the beginning of the conversation, or let's say if you're working with organizations, of the contract with the organization. So, or the beginning of the conversation can be referred to as a quote-unquote contract. So actually, let's say halfway through session, it's really important in coaching to actually refer back to the beginning of the goal and your conversational contract. I mean, the conversation goes everywhere, but we are keeping it in a path with what it is the coachee wants to be addressing. And it's, it's a hallmark of coaching that, you know, you really do learn in your education because coaching is a credential, you know, educational platform. Like, you, I went to school for this. So it's really important to set the goal, set the standard, and know what you're working with from the beginning. You really make it different in that the expectations are there because I feel a lot of people may shy away from coaching uh, or even working with a personal growth coach because they don't know what to expect. What are we going to do? I don't know what's going on here. You set the you set the goals, which is great. Like, this is what we're going to look at. This is how it's going to flow. And it just gives you more, like, you go to the doctor. A lot of people don't go to the doctor because they don't know what's going to happen. But if it was explained to them, all right, this is what we need to do. This is what we're looking at. It might make people feel a little more at ease, right? So well said. And this is a challenge that they don't tell you about when you're in education for your coaching. You know, putting your, your service of coaching into market via business is a huge challenge because of what you just said. So that's exactly it. Like, you, you're going to the doctor. You say you, you, have a, you have a sore throat. The doctor looks at your throat, prescribes medicine, and then you get better. So in this instance, you come and you say, you know, what's an example? I'm I'm at work. I've been with this company for 10 years. Somebody else got the promotion that I went out for, and it just crushed me. So there's your sore throat, right? The medicine is going to be, let's talk about your internal landscape around this. Let's talk about the wound. So so there's your taking of the medicine. And then getting better is, well, what goals do you want to have now? And how, after this understanding of how you feel and where you're at, is this going to move you forward in your professional and personal growth? Mm. You got it. That was really well done. Thank you for that. You did better. You did way better than me. I don't know. You cued it, man. You cued it perfectly. Uh, Thank you. No, you described it. And even the doctor analogy, uh, when the medicine is prescribed and the situation gets better, What's the goal? Well, not to get another sore throat. So how are you going to do that? Well, maybe you might want to wash your hands a little bit more, uh, be careful around people that might be sick, you know, things like that. Uh, you, I, I also love on your website, which, by, share your uh, web address, by the way, with everybody. Thank you so much. So it's CorinneGreenspan.com. It's a funny spelling. So it's K-O-R-Y-N, Greenspan, as it sounds, G-R-E-E-N-S-P-A-N.com. I want to get to the services and how you how you break them down, which is very unique and I think very impactful. Before I even get to that, though, how Corinne, how did you get on this path, this journey of of helping people? Where did it all begin? It's so thanks, thanks again for that question. Um, you know, I had a whole other career before this. I was in the pet industry, and I was working with dog. I had a very large uh, dog walking business and training company that I started about 12 years ago. I sold it two years ago. So I spent about 11 years watching people invest in their puppies 
and give them the everything. They gave them the best training, the best bed, the best, the best, this, this puppy was going to be the best puppy in the world ever. And you work with people for such a long span of time and you see them go through challenges of life. You see them go through, you know, God forbid, passing, divorce, moving, marriage, babies, all of the things. And while, I was, you know, you, you work with the puppy and the puppy becomes perfect. And then you start speaking with, with the people on really personal levels and you hear all the challenges. And I started realizing, like, if you put as much, you know, effort into yourself and your challenges that you're putting into your baby, like you want to do it, can you imagine where you would go? And I, I started to see how powerful that was and by speaking with people and helping them out. And I realized it was time to make a change for my own professional and personal growth. And that's how I got here. Hmm. Wow. Uh what was your your upbringing like? You're in you're Canada, right? You're in Canada. Canada, Toronto, Canada. Yeah. Wow. Um, if you could change anything, what would have been in your life the direction? And I, everything's a learning experience, I believe. You know, and sometimes you shouldn't should on yourself and say I should have done this. But are there different paths that you might have gone differently, or things that you should have been aware of for you personally? Um, you know, although I wouldn't have changed anything. Because uh, I'm very lucky to ha- not have regret in my life. I-, I have had challenges. And one thing that I can say is, you know, if I was only able to understand earlier what environments I was more successful in, I could have created success that I've had now earlier. Mm. And I-, I had to really struggle in corporate for a little while. I mean, I work with organizations now, but being in the environment of corporate just wasn't right for me. And I, I wish I had some insight and ability to have, or strength, to have left it a little earlier than I chose to have done so. What a great word. Strength. strength. Yes, that's a big word. It is. Oh, oh my gosh. And I guess comes, coming with that is fear. So, and fear cripples all of us um, in decisions and moving our lives forward. Um, but having the strength to overcome those fears I think is huge. And that's also something that you help somebody with, right? It's amazing. You know, and it's like, it's like that old adage. We've all seen that image. Or if you haven't, there's like a a person, two people in a mine and they're digging at the mine, you know, to get to the diamonds. And you see the diamonds on the other side. And one person is like right at the wall, you know, and they decide to leave it because they give up and they get tired. And the other person at the same time, these images are side by side, one more hit and they get all the diamonds, right? So Mm. the, the concept is like, on the other side of your fear is where everything good is. And it's a real gift to be able to help people navigate those fears that they have in and of themselves. Yeah, I, I truly believe that fear is, and, and you know what? It probably goes right back to, I'm not good enough. Because if you felt that you were strong enough and you were good enough to be in different situations and overcome them, you probably wouldn't have that fear. So in my mind, it kind of goes back to that that. That situation, which was put in your life when you probably when you were a kid, right? Uh, and uh, yes, you are correct, and it's that similar notion of like you have to hold hands with your fear because if you're walking beside it, you're you're never going to become part of it to get over it. You have to hold hands with it. Let's talk. Let's go there. Let's talk about that a little bit. Deeper. Okay. I love the way that looks. So many of us, you're saying, are walking next to it. We're walking next to the fear, uh, but we're kind of disconnected, right? Because we're not, you know, if you care about somebody, you usually hold hands. You know, hey, we're a team. You hold their hand. You got it. 
So you're saying we just walk next to it. Like we're just looking at it, looking forward again. I'm looking to the side again. Well, there's fear again. I'm looking forward. I'm walking. There it is again. I'm still walking. But we haven't made we we haven't made friends with it, I guess. Is that that that's what it sounds like. That's that is exactly it. So this this goes down to a theory of, of the multiple self theory and we are all created of a network of, of different selves in us. And if you're walking beside your fear and you haven't made friends with it, to your point, which you so eloquently like said and you know, if you're walking next to it, at any time that fear can come up and hijack. And it can just take over your entire system. And so your actual self is being over, overridden with your fear. So you, you can't actually take a step forward because they're always looking at it and it can pop up at any time. But if you hold, like, it's like you said, I really love the way, like, you know, it's like you, you hold hands with your loved ones. You hold hands with your children, Right. So it's like if you hold that fear's hand and you and it let's say it, it pops up and it starts to take over your system of cells, let's say, you hold its hand, yourself gets to manage your fear, not the other way around. And that's very powerful. Mm. Uh it's gonna sound weird, but people have told me that you should have a relationship with things that challenge you. Example, a lot of us have challenges with money and maybe you think you're not good enough to make more, whatever it is. Pretend it's at your dinner table. It's across from you. You invited money for dinner. How you doing? Let's have a conversation. Would you do the same thing with fear and even, you know, maybe nobody around, but talk to it and how you feel about it just to get it out there? I have to tell you, Steve, this is a very common uh, practice I use in sessions. Is, is I ask, when, once we've identified, right, fear, anxiety, shame, guilt, I ask people often to speak to their, their guilt and their shame. Because what's happening is, is once people are identifying these, these things, these feelings, these deep-seated emotions that are holding them back, what's actually is they're ready to release it. Just by speaking about it. Like the first step is like it's so brave of people to be able to, able to like speak about it but once that's happening you're on your path of release and holding hand and becoming friends so yes yes Mm. yes let's have a conversation out loud to your pain your grief your anxiety your fear to everything that is in you that is holding you back because you can't professionally or personally grow unless you do that and i just made that up (laughs) But it, you did well. I mean, like, I don't know. You're clearly doing something right because you got it. Like, well, it, it just, it seems reasonable. Like, we should even talk to ourselves, like, talk in the mirror. And again, with nobody around, like, when you're driving in a car, it's the same thing where we should be writing things down. I'm a big proponent, and I don't even take my own advice enough, but writing things down so that they're clear because our minds are like, like firing a bullet in your head and it's like bing, 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 bouncing all over the place and I can't get clarity. But, but when you write it down, it's like, oh, all right, that's a little clear. Oh, the, the brain fog is gone. I got that. I got that. Um, I, my, one of my biggest regrets, Corinne, was not taking psychology in school. I, I, I dropped out. I'm not even kidding. Still take it now. You know, you can still take it now at any time. I don't have time. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, I, I agree with you, but I'd rather talk with people like you. Uh, well, that's very sweet. That's very nice. I hear you. I hear what you're saying. It's very interesting. No, to your point, though. It's a very interesting 
dynamic in, in conversation. And, you, I, like, to get it out of your mind, to speak to right, as you suggested, it's the hallmark of where everything good comes from. And if we're sitting in our own echo chambers of these challenges that are holding us back, it can't go anywhere. And it ends up, like, really anchoring you down where life is to be lifted up. Life is to grow. Life is to expand. Life is to experiment. And you can't get there and, like, write it down. Sorry for swearing. Watch that shit get real. You know, have a conversation. Find 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 safe space. To get whatever is in you that's holding you back out, and then you can grow. And that's the true definition of being stuck, where you just can't, and you don't know why. You, the services you offer, you have something you call it a reset service, a renew service, and a restart service. Um, Super cool titles. Uh, Break them down for us. Thanks. Yeah. So I started. I didn't. So my services weren't called that at the beginning. And then I started realizing trends of how people were showing up to session. So for, for your reset, the client will know, like, what it is. So they, just, they, need a, they, need a, they need to understand. They need to know what they need to change. They know they need change. They want to talk about the change. They know what the goal is, and then they want the action plan to get there. So they kind of come ready to, to talk, deal with situation, move forward, and grow. So that's your reset mindset. Then we have, you know, the second mindset that I see a lot is it's the renew. So something is off. You know, it could be in a professional. It could be in the personal. They're feeling, like you say, stuck to degrees. They're feeling held back by their own echo chambers of all of the things we just spoke about. They don't really know how it's causing conflict or challenge in their professional or personal space, but it is. And, and they kind of arrive in this space. So in this space, we take a little more time in discovery, you know, and it's a, it's a little bit of a longer time with the client. Um, we get there. Mm. We get there and just it takes a little more time. So we give it that space that it needs. And then your restart mindset, which this happens quite a bit, actually, and I encourage people to speak about this as honestly as they can if, they, if you encounter this for yourself, is their entire life needs an audit their profession is going nowhere or they're unhappy or they can't get where they want to go. Their personal life is, is, you know, their wellness is out of whack. They have no hobbies. Their friendship circles are all challenged. Maybe they've arrived at dating again. They've had a divorce. They don't know what to do, and they need an entire life audit. And really what we do is we, that's a really huge opportunity to jump right in, to go deep, and then, and then get moving. So those are kind of the three, when I'm working with one-on-one clients, those are the three different scenarios I often see. So I kind of put them into services and and they're out in market. Love it. And it sounds like the last one that you described is almost like personal inventory. Taking taking inventory of what you got, what's going on there, does this support you, does it not? Um, And it also sounds like when you work with somebody that it's almost like you're a friend but a friend with skills. Like, yeah, I can call my best friend Gary and, and B-I-H to him. <laughs> no problem. So uh, funny. But he's not a trained professional. Uh, he might think he is in certain areas, but not the ones that are needed. <laughs> but, but you've got the skills and you can identify certain things and ask the questions where it, you can hammer down and get to, the, get to the, the root. And I also have to believe 
the way you sound like you're wired, you get to it sooner than others doing what you do would. Does that That's make a sense? huge compliment. Um, and I, I humbly agree. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It is, it's, uh, I humbly agree. Thank I feel you. it. Yes. I, I feel it. And uh, and and another another thing that I feel from you, you're not stuffy. Like I, that's that's the one thing. Like some some people, I think, gravitate away from a coach because it just might feel like it's not fun. It sounds like it's going to be reasonably fun working on your life and getting it back in gear. Thank you. We do have a good time. You know, it's. Um Listen, the reward for good work is more work, and if you're having a good time, you want to keep working more. And yeah. I always encourage everybody to keep working on themselves, and, and I, I'm here to support that and help people grow. So, yes, and, and thank you for that. Everything is work, Corinne. That's my... No kidding. <laughs> that's my, that's my takeaway on life. It doesn't matter if you're... I'm planning stuff this weekend. Okay, I got to get these people together. We're going to go see a concert. What time are we going to go? Blah, 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 blah. It's work. Okay. It's you good. got it. It's going to be fun. But there's also in meditation, there's breath work because it's work. But some work is, is good and beneficial. It all should be. It all should be. Um, your website again. I know you have uh, interesting spelling on your first name. Love it. Give it to everybody. Yeah, thanks so much. So it's Corinne Greenspan. That's K-O-R-Y-N Greenspan, G-R-E-E-N-S-P-A-N.com. Yeah, it's time for all of us to identify the challenges in our life and overcome them with your help and move forward. And personal growth coach, love the title. You're also, in my, in my heart, a cheerleader yeah. for everybody. Uh, thanks, Steve. That's so kind. And thank you so much. Thank uh, you. Thank you for being here. Lots for us to talk about in the future, and I'm definitely looking forward to it. Me as well. You take care. Have a wonderful rest of your day. You too. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Jason Derulo. I love that music connects to people all over the country. But unfortunately, so does something else. Childhood hunger. 15 million kids struggle with hunger right here in America. And yet, every year, billions of pounds of surplus food in the U.S. go to waste instead of going to the children in need. Feeding America is working to change this. The Feeding America nationwide network of food banks rescues this surplus of food to help provide meals to families in virtually every community in the United States including yours, but they just can't do this alone. Join me in the fight against hunger in America. For more information on what you can do to get involved, visit feedingamerica.org. That's feedingamerica.org. Together we can solve hunger. Together we're feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. 